Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Carrefour Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG, and welcome to The Dep. The Dep, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. Carl Thomas here, your favorite host. No, second favorite then. Not even. Okay, third. Give me third. I'll take third. No? Okay, whatever. This is episode six with Gregory Duran. I met him when he attended St. Luke High School. At that time, I was working at the school as a community counselor. I quickly got to see the potential of this young man, but I will let him share his story here on The Depth. Before we get into it, um, I want to thank all the listeners who tuned in and subscribed to our podcast. Our numbers are soaring, and that's thanks to you, and you, and you. I think you get my point. More great interviews will be coming your way. For any questions or feedback, please send us an email to thedeppodcast at gmail.com. That is thedeppodcast at gmail.com. Lynn Worrell. Our co-host will be back on the air October 29th. Until then, you will be stuck with me, your fourth favorite host. Really? Okay, start the interview, please. Please. All right, welcome to the Dep. State your name. What's up, what's up? Gregory Duran. Welcome to the Dep, man. Thank you. How you living? How you? How you? You, you look fit, man. You look jacked. <laughs> I'm fired up, man. Yeah? This is crazy. I'm fired yeah. up. Yeah. Okay, so um, tell me about yourself, man. Where you from? Um, let, let, let's start with where you from. Um, I'm Dominican born. Okay. So I grew up in Dominican Republic, came to Canada about age six and a half, going on seven. Okay, very similar story to mine. That's, and, that's crazy, uh, okay. Immigrated to NDG mm-hmm. and just left NDG a couple months ago. I'm 25 years old. What? So, yeah. You left NDG to go where? <laughs> Uh, Casseville. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you grown now. Yeah. You, you, you moved out the neighborhood. That's right. Okay. But NDG was all I was my home basically. That's where mm-hmm. I spent most of my life. So. Okay, that's pretty cool. Um, all right. So listen, a lot of people want to know your story. A lot of people know you from NDG. Um, I saw your Instagram is booming, man. With uh, now your coach Duran. Coach Duran. Yeah. Coach Duran. Why? Why coach Duran? What happened? You went from like a, you weren't never skinny, but you went from like a, you know, I, a regular well, kid to like Mr. Jacked Up, Mr. Well, I, I played a lot of sports, right? Organized mm-hmm. sports. So I did baseball, I did hockey, mm-hmm. I did basketball, I did flag football. So I always had, I don't know, sports. Yeah. No, not okay. the physique, not the physique, <laughs> but the desire to like be in activities. Okay. And then a couple years back, I started training, but then, you know, I wasn't going anywhere with it. I was just going to the gym like everybody else okay then i did a class uh, to be a certified trainer oh, oh, oh um got involved in some uh bodybuilding competitions yeah i saw that i was down to 165 pounds like i was that t- was 165 people you you guys <laughs> can check what i'm talking about i'm not making this up that's okay wow and then um i just i started coaching uh, i started feeling so good i just wanted to help other people so uh, and you're sponsored by um herbalife Okay. 
Herbalife, okay. Herbalife Nutrition. And I saw the latest post that you you put, like the people that say that it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the guy in the tub with like a bunch of donuts. With a bunch of donuts and sugar <laughs> on his face saying Herbalife doesn't work. I'm probably that guy. <laughs> There's a lot of that, guys. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, I just took on the, the, the project of helping as many people mm-hmm. uh, get fit because of all the benefits, you know, self-confidence, empowerment. For sure. Um, and then I just push my Instagram instead of just being about me about other people and sharing other people's stories that's pretty cool okay and uh, how how do you feel about that man feel like for the fact that you're helping people not only get in shape but I guess for them for their own mental health right for their mental health right 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 Um, how do I feel about it well it's just it comes as natural because I was helping, let's say, uh, teenagers yeah. get back on the right track. I was helping um, friends get back on the right track. So why not just help a stranger yeah. get on the right track? And it gave me that platform uh, to do it. Okay, really cool. So it's not limiting yourself to just one clientele or one type of person that you can help, but really just help as many people in as many ways as possible. Okay, and where do you coach? Uh, we have a club in the West Island. Oh, nice. We, there's West. clubs in the South Shore. There's a club in Laval. There's a club in St. Michel. Mm-hmm. Um, so you move around a bit? Not so much. Uh, I, I'll stay mostly in the West Island. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's a, I, I do it online, so I, I'm helping my family get fit in the Dominican. I have my grandma in the what? States. Oh, that's really dope, man. Donuts are cheap in the States. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it, it, gives, it gives a purpose, you know, yeah. to, to my life. Okay, that's cool. So there's the coaching aspect. Um, you work in intervention. I do. Okay, what do you do? Uh, right now, I'm an, a special educator. Okay. So I'm working with uh, special needs. Okay. Um, in high school. In high school. In high school. So sec- and your one story is interesting five. because which high school do you do you work at now? I'm working in my old high school. Your old high school. So the high school that I was making trouble in. Yeah. I'm fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that ironic? Yeah, um, yeah. And how do you feel, like, not only you, but how do you feel about it? How do people seeing you in trouble coming back? There's, there's a lot of mixed emotions. How mm-hmm. do I feel about it? Um, there's a lot of pride. Uh, from? From myself. Okay. Uh, to be back there, to see my pictures hanging on the wall as a graduate. Holy! Like, okay. Um, for the teachers... There's, you know, obviously teachers who believed in me, who are just, you know, like almost on the point of retirement saying like, if I retired and, you know, I helped you, then my whole career was a success. Oh, wow. Like that. Like that. Nice. So you get that and you're just like, ooh, no pressure. Yeah, yeah, No pressure. And then there's the others, you know, the other side that were not so nice and Mm -hmm. didn't think that, you know, I'd pull through. That were just like, hi. And I make sure to say, hi, colleague. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. In the hallways. Okay. okay. But, uh, you know, it's... uh, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. And I think even for certain certain teachers, I've taken them aside and, you know, apologized for how I was with them back then. Apologize for what? Why do you say that? How were you before as a kid? Were you trouble? I was a lot of trouble. Okay. I was a lot of trouble, especially starting high school. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Because there was there was family issues, okay. Um, so the school was just a place for me to do the acting out. Yeah. Um, fortunately, I finished well. 
Nice. I got, you know, I got some, I got a lot of help that we can go into. But the first, I would say the first three years were, were, were a struggle. So. Okay. I pulled through. We pulled through. <laughs> as a community because I had a lot That's of people. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. So, so from coaching to being in intervention, what, for the fact that you lived in NDG, what did NDG bring out of you from like the good, the bad, um, basically how you would describe your neighborhood? I think it's evolved a lot right mm -hmm. now. Um, when I first came though, I think one of the best thing that really helped me in the whole uh, immigration process is that we have people from all over the world. Okay. Right? In NDG. In NDG. Hey, hey, this podcast is brought to you by Prevention Kudanej NDG. Don't forget to subscribe to the Deb Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. We had two places. You had the Loyola Center, you had the Walk Center. Yeah. That that really helped. But it's like it was it was it was just limited. The doors were open, but in what we were offered, I think it was limited. And it always came down to like financial stuff. And what year was that? I came in 2000. 2000. Oh, you're young and good for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good. I think in the, in the, the less fun stuff, um, the exposure to, to drugs mm -hmm. uh, in certain corners, the exposure of uh, violence on certain corners... Um, police and and the community okay. the relationship wasn't. I think now it's gotten better. The relationship between what the police and and the people. Yeah, or, and okay. the people. Okay. I think it was a bit more intense. Uh, okay. In your then. time, yeah. Yeah, I was also younger, so I wasn't fully aware of how things would work. Okay. Like, you know, because in the Dominican things are just different. So I think there was a, a phase. Can, of can, it. can you give us a comparison? Um, let's say compare because you go back often, right? Yeah. So let's say a regular day here versus a regular day in Dominican Republic would be what? Well, first of all, a regular day here involves in school, mm -hmm. like almost mandatory, mm -hmm. right? A regular day there, you're lucky to go to school. Oh, okay. Um, it's not everyone that has access to schools. Uh, when I was going to school back there, it was just a couple hours a day. It wasn't a full day. Yeah. Um, and limited in resources. Okay. Uh, when it comes to like, let's say food yeah. to here. Um, what else? Well, they, I'm asking the question, like the people, let's say in Dominican uh, Republic and DR, the people, so you're saying that not all the kids went to school. That's so if they didn't go to school, I presume they would be on the work. Work yeah, field, yeah. Right? So you're working. You could you could see five year olds, six year olds, seven year olds working with mm -hmm. their parents, and it's totally like normal. Okay. Uh, and you were lucky enough to be to be able to come here. How did you come here? Um, my dad. Okay. My dad had the opportunity to come, and um, it was it actually made a huge like huge argument in the family. Okay. Because uh, they wanted him to stay. No, they wanted me to stay. Oh, wow. So the dad could leave, but they keep the, yeah. the, the son. So my mom was okay. like, whoa, hold up a second. You're not taking my kid. Firstborn. Oh, also, wow. Okay. Right? Because I have six younger brothers and sisters. They weren't all there. Six younger brothers and sisters. They weren't all there okay. at the time. Yeah. But for my mom, it was hard to, you know, let me go, let me leave. Yeah, you were the first. I was the first. Yeah. Okay. So. 
So how was that? So getting here, it was just you and your dad at first. Yeah, my dad, and, uh, my stepmom, which I called mom because she raised me. Mm -hmm. So as a sign of respect, even to this day, I call her mom. That's cool. So sometimes I get people mixed up because I'm talking about my mom, but I have two moms. You know, yeah. I have my biological mom and I have the woman who raised me. Yeah. And then along the way, I've had some other types of mother figures present themselves. Okay, that's cool. So I've been blessed on that, you know. Um, how was that? The immigration thing was hard. Not speaking the language was hard. Mm -hmm. No French, no English. Okay. How uh, long did it take you? I can't remember. So either? You didn't speak either? Either. Just Spanish. Just Spanish. Just Spanish. Okay. And so when you came here at age, let's say six, six and a half? Yeah. Um, did you did you go to Accueil? I was in Accueil, Les Enfants du Monde. Okay. I didn't go to Accueil right away. They didn't know. So they put me in a regular class. Okay. And for like two months, I was getting screamed at, and I was just like, "What is he saying? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this person so upset?" Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, and the more he would scream at me, the more nervous it made me because I couldn't even understand what he was saying. Yeah. So gross fun fact: my first year in Canada, I puked my breakfast every single morning. What? Walking to school because it made you nervous. I was just I I didn't know what the hell was going on. A wrecking ball, holy! First year. Because it was a big school. It was an actual school. Yeah. Back home, it was just like a small house and a bedroom was like a classroom type of thing. It wasn't a, okay. a building, a school facility. It was just like a little area. Or, wow. So it was crazy. Okay. So do you remember anything from elementary school? I remember a lot from elementary school. Share. Please share. Uh, well, I remember getting screamed at, like I said. Yeah. Uh, I remember, I remember getting attached to people without being able to talk to them. Oh, okay, that's something. Like, I had a Filipino friend who I don't. You probably didn't understand a. I didn't understand word. a word you're saying, <laughs> but kindness speaks, right? Being kind yeah. to someone speaks. And now, let's say you're leaving elementary school. What's happening? You're going into San Luke right away. No, um, no. Fourth, okay. fourth grade. I got my helmet stolen from my first bike, mm -hmm. and I was just like, like life was over. Like having my own bike, owning a bicycle, oh, wow. was like, I had a Lamborghini. <laughs> okay. Like, hey, I was playing with like we're making cars out of car juice cartons. That was at home, yeah. yeah. Or you're playing with like, uh, just like rolling a tire. Yeah. And now I have a bicycle, like Lambo. <laughs> I made it. <laughs> nice. I made it. So I got it. I got it stolen, mm -hmm. and then uh, I said I want to change school. So we checked out Annebert on Summerlet, and they had lockers. Okay. So I didn't care about losing my friends. I didn't care about nothing. I just said they have lockers. I want to go to that school because you wanted to protect your. Because I don't want to get robbed again. Yeah. So we sign up. School year is about to start. They moved Annebert over to another building, which was like the old police station on Summerlin and uh, Mariette. Okay. No lockers. <laughs> Back to phase one. <laughs> Back to phase one. And now I have no friends. Oh, So okay. I have no locker and no friends. And no locker to keep me happy with the fight. Despite the <laughs> fact that I had no friends. Okay. And then the environment switched. I was exposed to a lot more um, French Canadians. Mm -hmm. than in Les Enfants du Monde because Les Enfants du Monde I think is a school more for, for newly arrived immigrants right yeah so that means being around different people with different 
culture. Different culture, uh, different uh, was it financial, situ- yeah, yeah. financial okay. situations. Mm-hmm. Like, like let's say higher class than most of us when we're getting here. Yeah. So that brought like its fair challenges along the way. All right. And then from there, St. Luke. What was it? You spoke about. You're speaking about challenges. Is it because you were comparing your situation versus theirs? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, in the first school, it was just you don't know the language. You're just trying to make friends and have fun. And yeah. then you get here to, okay, wow, he has that. Oh, wow, he has that. Or oh, their parents can afford that. Or their parents have cars. So yeah. I didn't feel like I was part of everybody else anymore. Although there was a couple of us that switched school. But okay. the majority was just like, it was a, min, a mini shock. Mm-hmm. A mini shock. Okay. All right. So nine high school. What's happening? So uh, sixth grade family volcanoes are starting to you know starting to some things are starting to surface okay not fully understand um started st luke and um with every year i think in my first year in st luke i was suspended a few times actually okay already getting into yeah 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 why is there a reason uh, fighting uh, threats um because there was things from you or others or you no, no, no I was threatening I was threatening okay so you threatening. were being a bully maybe maybe and okay. you're right maybe I think it's a yes okay <laughs> we'll, we'll both a yes okay um, but again it's just there were some things going on and I didn't know what was going on but I knew something was off example when i was in his office i had a kid who jumped on me and he started hitting me okay all right and my dad was there and i was just looking at my dad while this kid's hitting me i'm staring my dad in the eye hoping that he would hoping like he would do something yeah and he's just like yo hit him back oh yeah so i just turned around and i started hitting the kid and it was just like and then i was introduced to the to the rules of life yeah. So if it's, if someone hits you or if you're going to fight with somebody, make sure you win. Because when you're coming home, you're getting an ass whooping for fighting. For sure. So you want to finish your day one and one and not 0 and 2. By then, I know like my dad's battling uh, an addiction. Oh, okay. Like I- I'm starting to know. Okay. But not because someone told me, but like, you know. You're starting to see it for well, yourself. I, yeah, and when I'm sleeping, or my parents think I'm sleeping, they're arguing, yeah. and you're, you're hearing everything that's going on. So you hear certain words, and you're like, yo, what does that word mean? And and you're 13 at that time. I'm about 13. Okay. I'm about 13. So now I'm angry, and uh, the threats start coming at school. The fighting mm-hmm. starts coming at school. Uh, I'm not there to learn anymore. I'm just there to, like, escape everything else that's going on. Okay. But nobody knows, really. You understand? Because you're mostly a quiet guy. Because I, I didn't want to make any trouble. Mm-hmm. It's like there was there was enough going on. I didn't want to make it about me. Um, and I didn't want to get in trouble for knowing too much. Okay. Either. Right? So I kind of just turn around and tell my dad, yeah, you're doing this. Because then, like, a kid's not supposed to know this. For so sure. There's you certain, like, unwritten place. rules, yeah. right? Unwritten yeah. rules. And then... I know a bit what's going on. I'm being lied to to my face, saying everything's okay. But when I go to sleep at night, I'm hearing everything come out anyways. Mm-hmm. And the next morning is like, I know. You guys don't know that I know, but I know. Okay. So um, your brother is from your, your... My dad and my stepmom. Okay. So out of all my brothers and sisters, 
I don't have any that come from the same mom, same dad. Okay. It's all halves, but I don't believe in the whole half brother thing. Oh, I'm like you, man. Yo, oh, we're blood, sure. we're blood. Yeah. That's all that matters. And as I grow older, you know, I define people as family who aren't even blood related. Mm-hmm. So, um, but he was my guardian angel from the okay. moment he was born because came also certain times where I wanted to do certain things. And I'm like, yeah, but like, he looks up to you. He looks up to me. Yeah. Like I would run after school to like feed him his bottle. And if someone fed him his oh, bottle before what? me, I would, I would get mad. Like it was like, it was love at first. Like it was love at first sight. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. What's the name of your little bro? Dominic. <laughs> Dominic. <laughs> Ironic <Dom>. again. <laughs> Dom. Okay. Dom. Um, so here, the most painful thing was also the best thing. Um, what changed my ways in high school, mm-hmm. what set me free was, and I feel bad saying it, and I felt bad admitting it to myself, but what set me free was my dad passing away. And and in, in, his, in his situation, we knew ahead of time. Oh, like wow. he, he okay. checked into the hospital and told him, look, man, you have three months to live. Choose them wisely type of thing. Mm-hmm. And my dad hadn't been back home to the Dominican Republic in years. Yeah. Like almost 10 years. So he's like, yo, I want to, you know, I want to die back home. So, you want so we flew back to spend like a family vacation there. And I, I wasn't having fun because, okay, you're in a hotel, you have all you can eat, all you can drink, there's music, there's okay, this. Okay, you want, you want resort style. Resort style, because okay. we never had like a full valid vacation with my little brother. Mm-hmm. And okay, there was moments of fun, but I was counting backwards because I knew we were going to get back on the plane and come back to Canada, and he was going to stay. Okay, in till, the ER. Yeah, to like die. Shit. So we get back on the plane, man. And it was just like, that again, that pride, the like macho Latino pride of like, you know, I have a headbutt and I'll see you later. Yeah. No, you won't. Like Knowing damn well you won't. Like, no, you again. won't. Okay. Don't don't tell me, you know. But I just, I took it. What I would have liked was like a hug, a kiss. Yeah. Like rub me on the head or something and then like I'll go my way. So like my mom got it, my stepmom got a kiss, my brother got a mm-hmm. kiss and a hug and I got like. A dap. <laughs> Cause you're a man. Cause you're a man. So like, go home, take care of the family. I miss his his his. Like I wasn't there when we buried him because he died back home. So yeah. I missed all that. His last days and like, I didn't I didn't see him deteriorate. I just wanted maybe day, for the better. Maybe for the better. Yeah. Okay. Maybe for the better. And I was like, the next day I was in school. They're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, yeah, your dad passed away, like, and you're like, it's. What did you say to that? I'm like, yo, I just, honestly, I just need, I need to be around people. Wow, okay. <laughs> I just need to be around people. Yeah. Uh, I had a girlfriend at the time. Um, I had friends, because I was popular in high school. Yeah. Maybe not always for the good reasons, but I was popular. The popular kid, okay. Um, so I'm like, yo, I just, I, 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 I need to be around people. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a hockey game that day. It still played? Of course I still played. <laughs> My mom called the coach to tell him, like, yo, um, listen, his dad just passed away. He's not going to be at the game. So when I got home and, you know, she's like, uh, daddy's gone. I collapsed. Like, my knees just gave out. I fell to the ground. I cried like a baby. And then I got up, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got hockey. Shit. She's like, you don't have to go. And I said, I have a C on my jersey. Captain. I have to go. Wow. And it was one of the most powerful nights 
ever, 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 ever. That's ever, a heck ever. of a story, man. Sports. Sports. Like, every every kid going through hardship should be in sports. Yeah, I agree. Because that brotherhood in that locker room, it was just like, That yeah. day, they held you down. It was almost like a, like a movie, like... And then um, finished the year, finished sec three the best way I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, sec four, it was like, okay, we got to start thinking about college. And that's when you came into my life. Okay. Let's skip my part. <laughs> I, I, I did it. Yeah. It was just high school, but I, I was feeling good. And I was turning 18, so I knew I could drink at the after prom. <laughs> so, so, this guy, that's all he was thinking about. <laughs> so I was fired up, and I got the surprise of my life. My stepmom, my mom, flew in, my biological mom. Wow. As a surprise from my graduation slash 18th birthday party. Okay, that's insane. So... That's and I had no idea. So not only did I graduate, but I was thinking of my dad. But I had the woman who gave birth to me. Yeah. Who fought to hold on to me. And I had her hugging the woman that took me. And raised you. And raised me. Wow. And then I was getting awarded for this. I was getting awarded for that. This and that. And then. Yeah, I remember that night. Your and name then, came up. Yo, my name kept coming <laughs> up. And I was just, I was feeling Nice. <laughs> And I had both my moms in the audience. I had you, I had Al, I had my teachers, I had everybody in the audience. Mm -hmm. And then they came and they're like, oh, we have one last, one last uh, prize. And it's a $500 check. And um, for the most perseverant student, uh, a student that when he started here, we were all sure he wouldn't finish here. Wow. And his story has been amazing and everything that he's went through and he's still here. He's still standing. He's making an impact. Mr. Duran! Gregory Duran! <laughs> and the crowd went, Wah! People that I bullied were cheering for me. Wow. I went and apologized to everybody after. And mm. by then, they knew what I, like, whatever. Everybody got up except for me. Like, I was just... In shock. I was in shock. And then I had my girlfriend at the time poking me, like, get up. Get it's up. It's you, man. It's you. And I was just like, <laughs> did it. Like, I got papers. Like, the papers you never had... I got him. You didn't, my dad didn't know how to sign his name practically, right? I went from a family of 12, 14 kids. So he was working at age 8. Wow. I believed in what I was I was studying. Yeah. So, you know, anyone who has a hard time in high school, don't think that it's always going to be like that. In high school, you just there's so much going on away from classes, and you're not really studying what you like, what drives you, what fuels yeah. you. When you get college, university, you choose what you want to study. For sure. Right, so persevere, finish your high school, give yourself the chance to discover something that you'll be passionate about. Yo, G, on frappe le dep ou quoi?